salutations. At least we're not teens anymore. Oh, we're still we're still teens. We we attend East High School. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And I'm your new English teacher. Mr. Latai, everyone quiet down. <laughs> we're still joined by Andy Latai. Lousy teens. <laughs> Hey, Condra, what's this podcast? We're the Amateur Nerds. This is Wildcat Minute, where we're talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. This is Minute 20, which starts with Sharpay on the computer and ends with Darbus uh, suggesting to the detention folks, let us probe. What what an, I guess we'll get there, but what an ending. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have time for guessing what we're probing <laughs> at the end. But we're finishing out Sharpay and Ryan in the library at the computer with the candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> it felt very clue to me once I started listing things. Candlesticks uh, in libraries are not a good idea. No. As someone who works at a library, don't set libraries on fire. They burn so quickly. <laughs> What are you, what are you, what are you, Augustus burning the Library of Alexandria or something? I used to work at a library. Fun fact about me. Wow, we have three, li- three either current or former library workers on this podcast. Wow. wow. It's almost like we're all, very, have very similar personalities. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like a cool Tyler. That's this not is hard. true, Andy. Andy has always been a cooler version of me. And well, isn't every father just that to their son? <laughs> Does that mean you're my father too? Because we're very, we are siblings. Like Tyler and I are siblings. So what is that? Oh, I thought you guys just happened to have the same last name. Yeah. You met at like a Boudreaux <laughs> support group for having that name. Well, just like how Lily Evans isn't related to Ryan and Sharpay Evans. Hey, way to bring it back to high school musical. That we know of. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. First thing I wanted to point out is Sharpay prints out this article about Gabriella in color. And this, this high school's got color printing money. Her family and, donated a wing to the school, Tyler. She prints in <laughs> color as much as she wants. It's, she also printed it horizontally, which means it's going to take so many more pages. <laughs> Just like... Yeah. Well, she might have only printed like the first page and the article like cuts off. No, nah, no, nah, she's not... You only need so much information about how smart Gabriella is to convince Taylor. But my thought is, Sharpay doesn't care. So she's not going to set the page, like, she's not going to define what page range she wants, or if she wants it double-sided or not. She's just going to press print, and 20 pages of ads are going to come out at the end. <laughs> Let's be I honest. like the idea that Sharpay is very computer savvy. I bet she, I mean, she, <laughs> the way she typed, she was very comfortable at the keyboard. Well, she, her family has had a computer for a, for a while, so she's probably grown up having a computer. Despite the fact that we're still in, like... We're, we're still in the first 10 years or so of home computers being a thing, and they're just starting wow. to get good. Yeah, but but their parents are rich. They've definitely had computers around. No, definitely, but what I'm saying for the general population. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, um, all, we're, we're not all Sharpay and Ryan, Tyler. Come on. 
in the high school oh, musical universe. You're not, you're not Sharpay and Ryan. I am Sharpay and Ryan, both at once, actually. You do rock some good white nail polish, so. I have a white sweater, like, similar to, pretty similar to Ryan's. That's awesome. That your Luke Skywalker sweater? No, no, I have, like, a, I like, have, like, a white sweater that, like, zips up, like, a quarter zip almost. Oh. Hey, Andy, how do you feel about quarter zips? I love them. <laughs> I wanted to get quarter zips for for a club that me and Tyler were in, and everyone else was like, no, we want t-shirts. I mean, the t-shirts came out good. Oh, oh yeah, they're great. I'm actually wearing it right now, but... Whoa, you were like, oh, I'm thinking about Tyler. I'm going to put on my <laughs> dual exactly. t-shirt. Um, I am also wearing a light blue t-shirt, if that counts for anything. Yeah, that's close enough. Hey, it's a non-visual medium. So, she prints, end scene... We transition. Wait, no. She prints Wait. and she does some of the most dramatic acting I've ever seen in the way that she presses the little arrow button on the printer before walking away. What button do you hit after you've already printed something? I Maybe don't she's know. canceling it. <laughs> Maybe she's like, oh, I've got enough. Let me cancel this now. Okay. It's no, just that, that's a, a left move. facing arrow that she pushes. <laughs> I don't know. You know, left means stop. Left is evil. Hey, I resent that. Sharpay is left-handed, too, because Ashley Tisdale is left-handed. Oh, neat. See, me and Ashley Tisdale have something in common. Maybe maybe we'll we'll date. Well, you if, are if Ryan we, and Sharpay. If, if <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, then we cut to wait, detention Darbus style. Wait, I have two more Ryan slash Sharpay things. Okay, go ahead. Um, because we talked about Lucas Grabeel, and I forgot to tell to tell these things. So, um, Lucas Grabeel and Ashley Tisdale met while they were still being cast, and they were trying to figure out if like their chemistry was right for them being the siblings, and and they like met really like to learn dancing and stuff. And they did if not. If they wanted to work on their chemistry, they should have hung out with Gabriella. Am I right? Uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> um. So they really didn't get along the whole first film. Part of it was just the way they both had to act and, like, Sharpay being very awful. Uh, so Lucas Grabeel and Ashley Tisdale had a very strained relationship and neither of them had very positive memories of filming this first movie. But their relationship does improve as, like, friends, like, outside of work. Wow. Uh, out after in the in the next two films they like kind of got to know each other um especially when they were on tour for high school musical live they got to know each other better and then they became quite good friends for the the lot in the later two oh, was, nice. was high school musical live just like a tour of them singing the songs yeah. or was it like a play where they no. okay it's just them singing it's like um american idol live when they tour yeah. that when they used to tour that uh drew seeley toured instead of zach efron he was the only one that didn't tour with High School Musical Live. Everyone else did. I wish I had that energy. Just be like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I've, I've got everything covered, actually. I'm good. I'm good. Um, and then the <laughs> other thing that I need to mention now, and I will probably mention again because I find this very important, uh, and it was highly speculated for a long, long time, and Andy, you might know what I'm about to say. I told Tyler already because I wanted to bring this up. Uh, very early on in Lucas's understanding of the character of Ryan, he asked 
director, Kenny Ortega, is Ryan Gay. Uh, and Kenny Ortega is like, yes, but we can't say that because it's Disney Channel. <laughs> In 2005, 2005. 2006. So um, it is always underlying, and Lucas Corbeil play. he's aware of it, and there is, it definitely comes out at certain times, I would say, probably most strongly in some of the scenes in the second movie, but it, it is present, and we can explore how Lucas Corbeil plays that into the understanding of his character as we learn more about Ryan. Yeah, I, w- I mean... There is, like, the stereotypical, like, look at him, look how he's dressed. That makes sense. Um, but other than that, I don't know, like, I don't really know how it feeds into his character. Because it's not, like, it's the classic Disney thing of, like, saying a character is gay, but never, like, never really it being part of their Well, that's character. the thing, it's so, not like, part of the character, but, like, Lucas Grabeel <laughs> kind of found ways to make it part of the character. There's okay. a lot of queer baiting in the second one, especially. Yeah. But shippers love shipping. Are you guys going to do the second one, or is this just a one-off? Um, we're open to it, but we don't know where our lives will be by the time we finish this one. Mm. Is that is is that where yeah. you are, Condra? Just checking in, Condra. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We might not make it through this one <laughs> um, the way the world is right now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then we cut to detention. Darbus style. <laughs> Which we only know because literally a title card comes up on screen. It. I hate it. Well, it's good old fashioned. It, it I like brings it. back the title card from Fantastic Mr. Fox time. We're, we're going back to our roots. Okay. I, if, you, if you put it like that. Really, like in a movie that's not, like Fantastic Mr. Fox, like sure, it's more of an aesthetic choice uh, or an affectation to the movie. But in this one, it really feels purely like they didn't have a way to communicate that they are in detention quickly enough so they were like let's just put a title card up to so no one gets I think confused so it does so we've already had two other title cards this movie though we've had new year's eve and two weeks later or one week later or whatever but yeah but those those make sense <laughs> and this one does too it's detention darbus style you, that way you're not confused why the heck Gabrielle is painting a giant moon. Yeah, you don't want to be watching it being like, this is obviously detention, but what style is it? I don't know. But, Condra, what I mean is, like, one week later and New Year's Eve were, like, things that came up, like, as, like, transitions or, like, like one week later was, like, the full screen. Um, New Year's Eve, I think, might have just been a caption at the bottom like this one. But they're, like, you know, they're, like, broad setting establishments that like communicate things on a, on a grand scale detention darbus style they could have like we could have figured it out in the movie miss darbus says here we all are in detention 20 seconds later yeah but during those 20 seconds you would be adrift my friend <laughs> you'd be like why is chad painting a tree he would never paint a tree well, Chad wouldn't paint a tree. But then we would go, oh, but he's in detention, maybe. Tyler, we've already been confused about when basketball practice was. We need this title card. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is they should have, like, during basketball practice, they should have said, 
basketball practice, middle of the day, or like had a timestamp so we know that it's before detention or whatever. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think you're you're giving it too much. Yeah, slack. I don't know what to tell you. Um. So yeah. So we are. So I mean. So Miss Darbus is yelling gold, more gold, which is what I yell every time I visit Northern California. <laughs> Andy's a regular prospector in that way. It's true. I'm never far from a pan. Is that what like you put the pan yeah. in? I don't yeah. know the terminology. It's panning for gold. Yep. That's me. I mean Andy Andy has is the person who hankers for discovery more than anyone else I know. Aw. Hey, no dude. one hankers more than Andy. Oh, I'm a hankering as we speak. <laughs> There's gold um, in them there hills. I can just near about smell it. <laughs> so, yeah, Ms. Darvis does like a stare at Chad, who is painting. He just like happened to be looking down for a second. Just bad timing. Uh, and then she walks by Gabriella and she's like, paint, paint. And Gabriella's like, yes, I'm I'm also painting. Not not enthusiastically um, enough, though. In general, I would say it's very weird that they're building the set for this play when they haven't even cast any actors in it yet. Yeah, that's an incredible production pace. Like, when did they start? <laughs> now, Andy, you've been in plays and I haven't. Is this, this is backwards, am I correct? Yeah, no, yeah. Usually the set would be like one of the last things that you have. Like you rehearse, the rehearsal period is usually on like an empty stage as the set is slowly built around you. And it's also like some imp- they've got like some impressive pieces there, like that moon, the dude in the camel getup. It's like a lot of work has gone into this, and it's like January. Now, Andy, the other thing I wanted to shoot at you here um, is that that camel costume is very similar to um, a play you were in while we were in college it's by true. the name of King Stag. Um, did you have flashbacks looking at that camel boy? Or what, I actually or didn't. What? That didn't occur to me. Um. But now that you mention it, yeah. Although King Stag, King Stag was more of a sort of like hands-on puppetry, as opposed to the soulless mechanistic puppetry of that camel. Fair. I, it just made me think of it. Yeah. No, it definitely, definitely does. I see that now. Well, and you had to learn. You you had to learn a, a little bit of puppetry for that, that role, did. right? I've received some puppetry training. I didn't wind up using the deer in the actual show, but I learned how to use it. Instead, I puppeted the old man. Ah, what what a character that old man. Yeah, hey, I was I was the only puppeteer with a line. <laughs> well, it was weird because the 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 old man was a puppet instead of a person, even though all of the other people in the play were people. Yeah, but none of the other people were super old. <laughs> um, what was the what was the old man's line? Did, did he have just one or multiple? Tyler, did you not see the show? I did see the show. You didn't see my star um, turn you... as an p- old man puppet. Is the old man here? <laughs> Uh, mm, mm, mm. I believe the lines were um, I didn't see it (laughs) oh you've killed me (laughs) and there was a third one and I forget what it was but it was sort of in that same vein of he hasn't seen the thing and then he dies (laughs) how many times does he die in the play (laughs) just the once okay what do you mean I did, I did see the play, but is, there's body swapping in the play, so I wasn't sure. Right. Oh, yeah, there absolutely is body swapping, but not for the old man. He just gets – his body swaps with being dead. <laughs> Great. Um, Condra, for the record, King Stag um, involves people body swapping with animals 
And um, the whole play ends with a wizard coming out on stage like, isn't it great that we're all Christian or whatever? Well, it's weirder than that. Was it written by C.S. Lewis? It's basically the wizard... The wizard walks out and is like, ah, everything is put back to normal. But guess what else? Magic spells do not exist anymore. That is word for word the line from the show. Um, And then she's like, now science is your magic. Astronomers are like wizards. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, That was a great moment in history. Sounds very Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or Chronicles of Narnia-esque. Except in reverse. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. High School Musical. And all of a sudden, as we're panning from left to right, we see Taylor run into frame towards Gabriella, Dude. very excited, because she has the printouts that Sharpay had printed. And she accepts, yes, absolutely. It sounds a bit like a wedding. And Gabriella's like, yeah, what are you talking she, about? Taylor sounds a bit like like she's accepting a proposal. Well, you I know, mean, she that's is kind of how proposal. it is in the academic decathlon world. You're basically getting engaged and married to these people? Precisely. Get down on one knee. Will you answer really difficult math questions with me? Tyler, you were on mathletes. Was that how it was? I wasn't in mathletes. I was in math counts in middle school. And then I stopped being good at math. So I didn't do uh, it. Well, I don't know if there was an equivalent in high school, but I didn't do it. Isn't Math Counts the dude from Sesame Street? No, that's Count Von Count. No, that's Count Von yeah, I'm Count. I'm aware. I was making a, a little funny gag there. We're very protective. Because oh. he's a count. Because he's a count who does math. We're very protective of our Sesame Street. Y- yeah, we get that. Um, count Von Count has the, I, the best Twitter I account, hate it. but Kondra hates it. It makes me so nervous. It's just him counting. Oh. Up, up or down? Up. <laughs> Wait, Kondra, would you be more nervous if he was counting down? I don't... No. No. Because then the end is coming. Well, I mean, really, no, because you just count into the negatives then. Oh. That's too complicated for count fun count. That's too big brain. <laughs> Negative 100. Ha, ha, ha. Would he say ah, ah, ah? Because it's negative? <laughs> ah, 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 wow. ah. I try. He gets down to zero and he just starts talking backwards all the time. Like a reversed satanic record. So. Um, well, the whole thing with the whole thing with vampires counting is that it's like a way to distract them. Is it yeah. like them? Toss down a bunch of rice yeah, on the floor. Yeah, is it like they're counting seeds? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a mythology to it. So I guess they wouldn't count into... I guess they wouldn't count into negatives because they're only interested in... Um, Real numbers, uh, is no, that it? Because negative numbers are real numbers, because then the imagine- imaginary numbers are different. Um, okay, so integers are like whole numbers integers, or something. Maybe? I don't remember. That the... sounds right. Maybe I think integers also includes negative no numbers, though. I did. Positive Too bad integers. We... <laughs> Too bad none of us have taken a math class in five-ish yeah. years. <laughs> wow, love that for us. Um, Andy. Do you think Vanessa Hudgens' acting is good? <laughs> um. Well, okay, so one thing that really caught me off guard with this was just how high her voice is. Because it's like, I was like, whoa. Wow, yeah, teens really are out here having high voices. Um, I would say it is good. It's not like Oscar level, but I think for where she is and what she's in, 
I think it's I think it's perfectly perfectly fine. Okay, I just wanted your opinion because I'm kind of irked by Gabriella's um, tone, and I don't know if it's an acting choice or just how the character is I or s- what. So I I don't know how to interpret it. And I saw her. Fun fact: I saw Vanessa Hudgens last summer in a in a preliminary performance of The Notebook, the Ooh. musical. Whoa. Was she the titular notebook? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I meant to say was she the protagonist, but I that came out. Was wait it was a musical? Yeah. Was she a good singer? She's a yeah. very good singer, Ty. She's got those HSM chops. I mean, yeah. So Taylor and Gabriella are kind of talking, and Gabriella's like, "Well, I don't want to join a club yet." Like, I don't know where those papers came from. And Sharpay swoops in, and it's like, way to ruin it, Sharpay. You could have not been called out for it if you'd have just kept your nose out of other people's business. Do you guys think yeah. Um, there's, like, a sort of, like, when people talk about High School Musical, there's a tendency to describe Sharpay as, like, the, like, obnoxious popular girl. But is she popular? Does anyone like her? Yeah, no, at the beginning, uh, when they first enter the school, like the basketball boys enter the school, she's already in the school and she's walking by people, and there are like guys checking her out. Huh. Yeah, right, she's definitely right. she's definitely seen as attractive, which usually in high school it has a correlation with being popular. Um, yeah, that's true. That's why I, I don't was so think popular. people necessarily like her though, <laughs> because she's mean. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but I guess like, like when you're in high school, sometimes like the popular kids are mean, but you just in- interpret them as popular because they like, you know, like have a friend group whom you look up to because they're in this like weird category in your mind. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, popular doesn't necessarily mean well liked in the sense of the definition of the word popular, but in the high school concept context, I think yes. Did that make sense? You know. <laughs> More or less. It made enough sense. Um, so, yeah, then Miss Darvis comes over and uh, just talks about, like, hey, lots of new faces in detention. Let's not make a habit of it. Although it is it is good to have extra hands at Drama Club. Um, and then she says, talks about, like, this is a great opportunity. Let us probe and then cut off. So here's our opportunity. Here's our opportunity to talk about what we're probing. All right, and you did say this was supposed to be family for friendly. Kids? Yes. All right. <laughs> I got nothing. Space. Um, they get to explore. Yeah. Sen- oh, that's true. She's yeah. really into astronomy, which is sort of like magic now. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. Sci- what we call science, they used to call magic. Uh, that that's Thor logic, I think. Yeah. Your ancestors called it magic. We call it science. <laughs> To my people, they are one and the same. I didn't know Andy had a Thor impression. That was, that was impressive. Me neither. I'm finding out a lot about myself tonight. <laughs> I did mess up the line. That should have been you, college science, before anyone gets mad at me. It's a it, yeah yeah guys comment comment on t- Twitter and uh yeah yeah let's let's dox Andy okay guys let's just dox him. Oh God. <laughs> um, anything else for this minute? Um, it's pretty wild how Taylor finds these printouts in her locker and just like, it's like, oh, obviously Gabriella printed these out and stuffed them in my locker to tell me she wants to join academic decathlon. And that just doesn't seem <laughs> weird to her. 
<laughs> yeah, the idea that you would print out your own, like a newspaper article about yourself and be like, this'll this'll be good. Right. Like that just that just registers as like a totally chill thing with Taylor. In general, it makes sense that like she would be excited for a a, a person who would be a good member of her team, but yeah, yeah, the logic of it doesn't add up. Like, can you imagine how annoying someone would be if they actually did do that for themselves? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you roll up to a to a job and you like printed out your resume or something like. Yeah, but they ask you for that. I've definitely rolled up to group projects and in like my current master's program, I've been like, yeah, I have a professional microphone. Let me do the voiceover, please. Right, but you didn't print out a news article about your microphone and then anonymously like leave it in that their mailbox. That is true. I did not I did not go that far. You know what? I think honestly, the the journalists and the media have been ignoring Condra's microphone for far too long. It's about time there was a story about it. In these trying times, now more than ever, we need a story that will bring everyone together. High school musical. We are all in this together. We're all in this together is a catchphrase. Oh wow, yeah. The pandemic. Um, hey Condra, what what you got a decom of the week for us? I do indeed, but before we go to the decom of the week, Andy, is there anything else you want to say about high school musical? Um in the event we don't get you back. Oh boy. Um, it's true. My enemies as a, could, whole. as a whole, my enemies could catch up to me before then. Um, I don't really like. If I came back, I would have more to say about the moments. But in general, what's your favorite song? Solid flick. Ooh. In the yeah, movie, not, what's your not favorite in song? Not yeah. like in general. That's a weird question. One, to ask. one sec. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm just. Gonna, yeah, I really think Panama by Van Halen. <laughs> gonna go ahead and google high school musical songs. so you have like get your head in the game bop to the top stick to the status quo we're all in this together oh oh it's it, it's bop to the top sharpay and ryan's version of bop okay, to the top great thank you <laughs> answer great all right, answer okay all righty so what movie? stretch your brains everybody we've got a doozy this week because i was feeling obscure and weird so this week we have the Disney Channel premiere film, Goodbye, Miss Fourth of July. And that's four, that's the number four. And this movie came out in 1988. Wow. It sounds like it'd be from like the 50s. Yeah, the 50s. It does definitely sounds like a weird, like, um, propaganda movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, like from. Well, it, well, it very well might, may still be a propaganda movie, but, like, of the era. Like, Jimmy sure. Stewart plays a World War II soldier with a with a best girl back home. Miss, miss Fourth of July. Now, now, now you just hold, hold on just a second there, Miss Fourth of July. I, I got a few things to say. Let me, let, let me look out this rear window and see if there's any fireworks out there. Was Jimmy, was, I've never seen Rear Window. Is Jimmy Stewart in it? Yeah. Oh, good for him. I can give you all the <laughs> actors and stuff, but I don't know if you'll know any of them. Um... Yeah, if you could give us like a sense of the actors, or at least like the like the so main characters, or like movie stars, young actor Roxana Zal. It also has her parents, Chris Sarandon, and sorry, I need to find the mom's name. I lost it. Is he related to Susan? Any relation to Susan? Um, yeah. Oh, let me look, and then. Uh, Everyone with the same last name is related, uh, so. <laughs> I don't 
thanks. All right, so we got a girl and her parents is what you're giving us. Yeah, girl and parents, right. yeah. Andy, so here's where we guess based on our knowledge of um, storytelling as a whole. All right. Which I would say between you and me is pretty extensive. All right, so I think Miss Fourth um, of July is a ghost. <laughs> or we could just go in a completely random direction that we think is funny. Um, She's like the girl's, the main girl's like grandmother or something. Uh, Miss Miss Fourth oh. of July, and she's like, nope, you know what? I got nothing. This is this is nothing. What were you going to say? I, well, I was going to ask, because I, I think the question that will drive this is, is the main character Miss Fourth of July, or is the main character interacting with, with Miss Fourth of July? Oh, I'll I, also tell... I don't think I'll that... also tell y'all, this is based on a book called Miss Fourth of July, Goodbye. So, <laughs> Much better rhyme so, scheme for the movie. Goodbye, Miss Fourth of July yeah, really rolls off so, the tongue. Just so you know, it is based off of a book that was printed in 1985. All right, so maybe... Okay. What did you think, Andy? Was the main character Miss or no? I think no. Miss Car- main character is not Miss Fourth of July. Okay, and so is so it could be like her grandmother or something, or it could be like a like a local hero, not not local hero, the the other like random movie from the eighties that not many people have seen. Um, Peter Capaldi, small role from Peter Capaldi, which yeah. is quite quite funny. Whoa, um, uh, it's a pretty good movie, but not that. Um, <laughs> Miss Fourth of July could be like a local hero, or or even s- not like a not a cryptid, but a, like a holiday type person, like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. <laughs> um, or you know how in um uh the like Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, like uh what is it Linus? He's like waiting for the Great Pumpkin, yeah. uh, and it's like a fictional character who does t- turns out like doesn't exist. Um, Miss Fourth of July could be like. You wait out in the in the middle of the the old historic battlefield on the Fourth of July, and if you if you stay up real late, maybe Miss Fourth of July will make an appearance, which goes actually better to your ghost idea. Oh yeah, Andy. maybe it is. <laughs> okay, so here's a concept: What if Miss Fourth of July is a title that the main girl aspires to and may or may not achieve by the end of the film. Okay. Like, it's, so it's like, like an annual... It's like a like, Miss America. Yeah, like, oh, it's congr- like a pageant. Like the Harvest Queen that towns have. Like, congratulations, you're this so, year's but, Miss Fourth of July. But why are we saying goodbye to her then? <laughs> well, maybe it's... Maybe also her grandmother was Miss Fourth of July in her youth. Okay, okay, I like this, actually. And it's like she's picking up the legacy. All right. And so yeah, so it's a, it's kind of this movie about tradition, right? So we have right. the tradition of the holiday of Fourth of July, and so obviously that dates back all the way back to the American Revolution. And maybe this family kind of has its maybe they're in like Philadelphia or like Massachusetts, Boston, somewhere oh, yeah. where they're like their family roots actually go way back, and and they're like the kind of family in this town like. Every generation, one of like their family member is going to win Miss Fourth of July, and so it's this girl's turn to win the pageant, and she's, and also her grandmother is dying, so like it's really important to her, and there's this pressure on her, and she's got to live up to her family's expectations, but it's also this kind of grand narrative about, um, like leaving like leaving things to your kids and letting kids find their own way in life and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm very much picturing a scene towards the end, maybe even like the last shot where the girl is like looking off into the distance and she sees like 
old timey Miss Fourth of July, like her grandmother, but like young again and in full Fourth of July regalia, like waving to her before she vanishes. <laughs> Wait, like the, like the end of Happy Gilmore when, yeah. when he looks up and sees all the people in the clouds. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I like that. Yeah, the the waving to it. So waving to a ghost at the very end of the movie. Yep. So we get our ghost in there. Or what if she? Well, here's the question: Does she become Miss Fourth of July, or does she say goodbye to her dreams, and like realizes that it's um, better to forge her own path? She becomes like um, Miss Veterans Day or whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever the miscongeniality is, like she comes in second place, but like her, and then it's got the kind of um, um, bring it on ending where it's like, oh, the person who actually deserved it won. Um, and we're kind of like we're kind of letting old things die and like letting letting new people like like have their time to shine yeah honestly yeah because i feel like the way we're setting this up she could very easily be the villain of this movie she could be like a sharpay style from a different angle like my a member She's, of my she, family has won miss fourth of july every generation yeah well she definitely starts that way and then she learns her lesson over time mm, yeah yeah it's almost like um, I, I just watched Clueless, so it's almost like she's uh, she's like Cher and Clueless, where she like has to learn how to be a good person throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. So, Condra, how'd we do? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> oh man! So, this movie is based off the inspiring true story of a young adult. 17-year-old uh, Nikki Janice, Janus, Giannis. She's Greek. Greece is the word. Greece is where we are going. So her and her family <laughs> are fleeing Greece uh, out of fear of persecution and, immig- oh, so this has and immigrate to West Virginia <laughs> in the 1910s. West Virginia. Whoa. 1910s. As they are trying to adjust and be accepted into their community, they make friends, or uh, the young girl, Nikki in particular, makes friends with a local handyman who is also. A local hero? uh, No, a local (laughs) handyman who is also African American. And this. Handymen are heroes. Clap emoji. Sorry, Kondra. And this friendship between these outsiders, these immigrants, and this African-American bring on the wrath of the local KKK chapter. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this really has stakes, huh? Yeah. Um, And there's a burning cross put outside of their household. Oh, God. um, Yeah, no, it gets really intense and scary, but she stands up against this and makes her community realize how wrong um, this persecution is, and in times of particular trouble, um, so there's an epidemic that also comes through the area, and she takes it all in stride. relatable. I know. Um, She takes it all in stride. (laughs) The white supremacy and the disease. Yeah. Um, the more things change. Um, so she, she kind of helps teach the community that 
they need to get through all of these hardships together and that <laughs> it is their collective strength uh, that can overcome some of these things. So, and survive this the epidemic that they're living through. Um, it is based on a book about this real-life person. Um, yeah, it's... Wait, so who's Miss Fourth of July, and why are we saying goodbye to her? So it's stepping away from the American dream. It's not... The American dream that ah. they are pursuing is not what the reality is, so they have to let go of this fictitious white picket fence kind of thing and realize okay, that they're living in, in a hard situation, but they're still going to take some of the spirit out of that and be good people and try and live in a better world. I like the idea that she I teaches like them socialism. That sounds overall better than what we came up with, frankly. I don't know. I kind of liked ours, too. Your, yours was interesting. Um, I think they both have their merits. Uh, <laughs> this my one. other concept was that it's about the Statue of Liberty coming to life. Oh. Andy, it's like an Iron Giant that? or like E.T. sort of thing. Because I only just thought of it 30 seconds ago. Oh, 1988 might have been when... Go- oh, no, Ghostbusters 2 came out in 1989. Just just off by a bit. So, and this movie was directed by George Miller, who is another... He's a big TV director throughout the 80s and 90s. He directed um, some some theater films, too, including The NeverEnding Story 2, which, say what you will about that... Um, but not George Miller, who directed the Mad Max movies. No. Um, he did a version of Robinson Crusoe in the late 90s. Um, he did the SEAL movie, Andre. Sounds familiar, but... It's, it's about, like, this family that they find a SEAL and the SEAL follows... It's, like, it's a Beethoven. Oh, oh, so it's not about about music maker SEAL. No, no. It's, um, <laughs> it's Beethoven, but a SEAL, basically. Oh. Ah. That's also my pitch for the Amadeus sequel. <laughs> Wait, you guys ever see Beethoven Lives Upstairs? No. No. It's like a, it's like a TV after school special type thing for kids mm-hmm. about this like this like youth for whom Beethoven lives upstairs, and he just kind of befriends Beethoven, and it's like a it's like an educational movie. I've heard of it. That sounds like a weird euphemism for something. <laughs> Like, oh, well, you know, Bobby, Beethoven lives upstairs, if uh, you catch my drift. <laughs> I don't, what is it a euphemism for? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it means you think about music too much. Um, maybe, or like maybe about being deaf Beethoven. or something. Um, Regardless, that was Goodbye, Miss Fourth of July. Hey, goodbye, Mr. Latai, am I right? <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> wait a second, that's me. Um, yeah, we're... Uh, this is actually your last day of being alive, um, so make, make, knew my enemies make would catch peace up. with whatever, whatever god you hold. And Andy, where can people find you on the internet? Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. You can follow me on Twitter at A-A-L-E-T-A-I. L-E-T-A-I. Uh, and you can listen to my podcast, Ship of Fools. It's a D&D actual play podcast where me and some friends play Dungeons & Dragons, and it's very funny and very fun. Um, and you can follow that at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter. Condor, what about us? You can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T Y L E R B O U D Y. 
Send us an email at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Or, um, you know, just in general, just tell a friend about us. That's the best way to get new podcast listeners. Thank you so much for being on this very long two episodes, Andy. This has been fun. My pleasure. I love to talk. (laughs) I love to hear the sound of my own voice. I really do. No, yeah, for real. Something, thanks. thanks, Andy. Um, it's been a pleasure. People are always listening to their own voice and being like, ew, but I love it. <laughs> Anything else, Condra? Did I? Oh, um, special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on the Instagram. And our music by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler. And I have been Andy on this, my final day. Until next time, um, hey, if you want more High School Musical... We'll be here to talk about it again, and that you can bet on. <laughs>